When it comes to podcasting or anything in life, if you ask me, why should you start with the end in mind? Listen in and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Welcome back to your weekly dose of podcast end in mind marketing. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, that is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or business owner or hoping to be one very soon. Either way, you're here because you want to start, restart, or kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Another big episode today. Today, Luis Diaz shares so many great tips on marketing, but I think they can be leveraged in so many other business ventures as well as life in general. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next episode's guest, who's going to share some goal-setting guidelines. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock-full of business, personal, marketing, G-O-L-D, spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my fellow Dark Horse friends and family. Today's guest, Luis Ryan Diaz. He's the founder of Podcast Domination. He's also the author of How to Get Your First 100,000 Downloads in 100 Days. Luis has launched and consulted in over 50 podcasts and helped his clients get, get this, five and a half million downloads. Now he's helped some of the most well-known entrepreneurs and personal brands online build their podcasts. We're talking NFL athletes, Olympic medalists, nine-figure entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and many more thought leaders from across a dozen or more industries. So let's give a roaring dark horse welcome to Luis Diaz. And welcome to the show, Luis Diaz. Thank you for coming on to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, my friend. Hey, Tracy, thanks for having me on. I really uh, I really appreciate it being here. Um, I know you're a, a, a avid member in our Facebook group and I love chatting with um, people who, um, who hang out with us on Facebook. So thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things I want to make sure I, you know, I pivot off of here before we even get, get fired up is that how active you and your group is, you know, you get in so many of these groups uh, and I, you know, I, I fired up and I got into a number of the small business ones and, you know, they end up becoming this, uh, uh, I don't know, advertising mayhem, you know, the admins aren't keeping up and what have you, but your group is actually very, very informative. I know you're in there quite a bit and you have a number of other folks that make the group well worth being a part of. And we'll be sure to, you know, get, uh, we'll loop back with all the, uh, all the goodness and all the links for that later on. But first, before we go there or anywhere else, I just really want you to kind of tell your story, you know, where you came from, what you went through. You know, I know you had a pivot point where you're like, I enjoy recording, but that's about it. Uh, but just you know, share your story and uh, why you love doing what you do so much. Absolutely. So it uh, it started out of necessity, and it started out of started out of a really bad place um, from the beginning. Uh, I grew up as a restaurant guy. Um, parents owned a restaurant, and grew up really and truly just behind the scenes working 
um, for my parents, uh, high school, um, work, my parents owned like a, a Italian bakery. Uh, so I closed the bakery. I basically did all the things, swept the floors, washed the dishes, cooked, cleaned, helped customers, helped the bad customers, <laughs> fixed a lot of errors and things like that. But, um, yeah, I kind of felt like my life was always like, it was, I was middle-class and I was like pretty, pretty okay. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to go and own the restaurant and take over the family, you know, the family biz and, and that'll be it. I'll make some money and have a family. And that's kind of what's what, you know, what the path is set out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, until about midway through college when, um, I realized what I was doing was the opposite of where I wanted to go and like what made me actually happy. And, um, I started to realize like in my school at UCF in Orlando, we had to do internships, which were great. Cause like you got to realize like what you sucked at and what you hated. And <laughs> I realized that like, Hey, I sucked at a lot of things and then B, I didn't like what it was, <laughs> what I was doing in the first place. So it was kind of a good awakening. Um, and uh, that got me to thinking like, well, what do I do like doing? And that is for me at the time, I was an athlete in high school. So that was with playing sports and, and working out. So I got into, into training and, and being a personal trainer and I will, we'll loop this in and how podcasting came out of this in a sec. Sure, but um, I, uh, I love training, but realize that like, you know, being a personal trainer, there's a ceiling to how much money you can make. Sure. And that is, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and so many hours you can be on the gym floor. And uh, I saw guys online doing it way bigger, way better and making way more money and, and impact than me. And I wanted that. So um, between the internships, hating what I do and realizing that I hated working for someone else, I was like, well, I got to figure this stuff out. I got to figure this online personal training thing out. And uh, um, I had, this was around 2014, 2015 at the, at the time. And I realized like, I don't know what I'm doing. And <laughs> there are people out there who do know what they're doing. So I decided to, to hire or sign up for my first like kind of marketing conference or mastermind, whatever you want to call it. And paid $2,000, uh, put it on a credit card and, um, went to a, um, <clears throat> went to a mastermind for two days in Miami and, and learned a ton and that kind of opened me up and really helped me bridge the gap between where I was at and where with personal training in the gym and working, but not really liking the money I was making or the impact I was making to, um, getting online for the first time. And, you know, my story has kind of like been riddled with mentors and people helping me out throughout the way. That's how I've, I've gotten here. But, uh, but yeah, to, to pick up that, that piece from, or Bridget from being a personal trainer to where I'm at now, I, uh, in 2016, I started my first podcast out of, out of, a um, being pushed, basically I was pushed by a mentor again, who, um, said, you know, you should start a podcast. And he was like, I realized at the time that I was not good at writing. I was not good at um, <clears throat> video. And I was like, okay, well, I can talk pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I, I can go to conferences and go to parties. I can talk to people and I can, I can turn that into sales. So I was like, well, why don't I start a podcast and, you know, with my mentors, you know, push. <laughs> Cause I wasn't thinking about it at the time. Um, he was like, yeah, like, you know, do it, buy a course and figure it out. And, and there you go. So I did that and Tracy, it failed like within two months, it was eight, eight or 10 episodes I had out. And I just realized it was just too complex, too hard. And, uh, <clears throat> I decided just to chalk it up and give up and took some time off from that. And, and later on in 2016, I relaunched it and, uh, 
It was called Ask the Ab Guy at the time. It was all about helping guys get six packs. And <laughs> that was that was the first show. And I learned a ton from that show on how to market, how to sell, how to um, pitch your content in a way that's compelling, gives great information. But then it also could potentially lead you to a sale or lead you to working with more clients. And um, that was kind of opening my eyes. That podcast opened my eyes to like, wow, like there is something to creating great content and, and helping people mm-hmm. and then them wanting to work with you more and, and that, what that leads to down the road. So that was kind of my first taste of podcasting from there. Um, started helping other people do the same thing I was doing again with the advice of a mentor that like, Hey, you're not so good at working out and training and, and coaching and that stuff, but you're pretty good at this podcasting thing. So maybe you should start an agency and, uh, a di- different mentor, but um, same amazing advice that led me down the path of like, oh, like this is actually a thing. Like I didn't even know people could charge for this or people actually needed help with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how it was. Like I fell into it and uh, it really, that was 2017. And and ever since then, I've been been all in on, on podcasting and help others kind of share their message and get their podcast up and running successfully um, ever since. So Not, that's what got me here. <laughs> nice, nice. And I think I think what you said there towards the end is something I keep hearing from uh, the folks that I talk to, whether it's a on an, uh, a venue, an interview venue like this, or just yeah. in general, is that uh, I didn't even know I could charge to do this. It's one of those things that you know you've invested in yourself a couple of times here, you know, through the marketing conference and obviously through the mentors, and then you bought another course for the for the podcast. And for you now, it's probably probably a lot more uh, second nature, uh, yeah. maybe even easy for you. And you're, you're like, I didn't realize I could charge for this where other folks are going like, dude, teach me, teach me, teach me. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a lot of uh, opportunities that folks, I think in the entrepreneurial world are, are missing in, in that realm. I know uh, I, I got lucky a couple of times early on in my career where someone said, can you teach me how to do that? I'm like, what do you mean? Don't you know how to do that? And it was actually teaching someone <laughs> right. how to, uh, you know, pro, to do Excel and do access databases. And I'm, I'm going way back in uh, 20 <laughs> years or so. And for me, it was second nature. I just bet, you know, I'm sitting there banging on the keyboard going, and that's how you do it. And they're like, wait, wait, stop. You've got to show me, you know, and, <laughs> I think, and I keep seeing this and hearing this over and over again, where folks are like, I didn't even know I could charge folks for that. So now as you're, uh, as you're engaging folks, um, be in whatever line they may be in, why, why podcasting? Why would you go to them? Why would you come to me and say, you know, a podcast might be a good avenue for you? It's a great question. Um, I think for me, it comes down to the word leverage and that word leverage is it's, it's, I think of leverage in a couple of different ways. Mm -hmm. So a podcast, and I think specifically to Tracy, we'll clarify it as a video podcast because audio podcasting is great, but a video podcast is what for me is what like turns it into a, a great vehicle to get people who don't know you, don't trust you and definitely wouldn't buy anything from you to Mm -hmm. people who know you, like you, trust you. And yeah, they'll pull out their wallet and they'll give you their, their credit card numbers as well for, sure. for a product. Um, and, and that's for me, the word, going back to the word leverage, like a podcast and, and a video podcast can give you leverage through being able to one repurpose that content, that long form video or interview like we're doing now 
into multiple pieces of content across that you can use across LinkedIn, Facebook, all the channels that your your prospects are at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I'd see, I see podcasts, they should and could be used anywhere between four to 10 more times. So if you make one piece of content, recorded video, an audio, you can use that at least four to 10 more times, probably a lot more. Sure. But realistically, four to 10 times, if you do you know, three or four of those, you've got a lot of content you can use. And you, that means you can get in front of your listeners or your ideal prospects much, much more often. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is leverage in the ability to open doors up for you. Uh, and, and I didn't realize this until I was a 24 year old kid interviewing the like, head of head of a medical department inside of Harvard. And he actually just did a Ted talk and I watched his Ted talk online, found his email and said, Hey dude, I've got a podcast. Can I interview you? And I was 24 years old, um, a college degree, a bachelor's degree. And this guy's got like four doctorates and, <laughs> and he runs a department inside of Yale and he's given me 30 minutes of his time. And I was like, wow, like podcasting can yeah. open up doors for you if you position it right. And if you, if you have a show that, you know, that can add value to the other person. So that's probably a pretty common one. Most people probably would know that one already, but um, it's one that I think is overlooked because yeah, you get someone on the show, but how do you turn that relationship into a profitable one and to mm-hmm. one that can be, an amazing gateway for other things, not just money, but just I've had some great people who are like good friends of mine now that were once podcast guests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As crazy as that sounds, we right. never made each other in person, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they've become good friends. Um, so one, repurposing. Two, the leverage you get when you open up doors. And then three, the trust factor. <clears throat> now online with COVID and these riots going on and, and people just not trusting anybody. I mean, I don't know many people who trust the government anymore or whatever, <laughs> what side of the, what, what left or right, whatever side of the, sure. of the political party you're at. Um, you know, they don't trust brands anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, podcasting gives you the ability to get that trust. Uh, I feel um, because they're seeing you, they're hearing you. And the secret to it at all is if you can get someone to change their beliefs around something, then they trust you. Um, and so if you go on a podcast and talk about the reason why you think, um, you know, eating grass fed meat is healthier than traditional meat, then you have the opportunity to actually change someone's perspective and their belief about grass, you know, grass fed meat. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they'll trust you like, wow, like I, this guy or gal, you know, showed me these amazing points and they make a strong argument. And now I believe them. Yeah. And that's the leverage you can get with a podcast. Like I've had people want to pay me money and I didn't even know they existed. I was like, okay, <laughs> nice. No, <laughs> heard your podcast. And this was great. So, um, that for me, those three things are the, the leverage points that podcasting can give you. No, uh, and I love it so much. Cause I, yeah, those are gems. I mean, and you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, a gentleman I had on just on a, a previous episode, I think it was episode five, uh, John Tellerico, he, uh, launched off his podcast, the, uh, the million in you and his inaugural guest was Les Brown. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right out of the gate, he's coming out, you know, hard and strong uh, swinging from the fences, you know, so obviously it gives him lots of opportunity and opens, it opened up a number of doors for him right out of the gate and the right. trust factor. I mean, I could go through all three of these points over again, but uh, those are very, those are gems. 
dropping knowledge bombs, you might say, right? <laughs> <I'm> trying. <laughs> now, you, you, you mentioned briefly the, the audio, and I want to say versus uh, podcast, the video podcast, but certainly um, you're, you tend to lean more towards the video side. That's what I, that's what I heard you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think for everybody, it depends on where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. I did audio only for a long time. And then I mm-hmm. realized like, man, like people are missing out. Even if I'm just in front of a, my computer and they're not, I'm not doing anything. I don't have a whiteboard in front of me or, or anything, but if they can see me just because we're visual learners, a lot of people are visual, visual mm-hmm. learners. They can just start to understand who you are. Like you ever, Tracy, you've, you've probably listened to a few, you're older than me. So you, you know, radio stations. Oh yeah. I remember listening as a kid, listening to radio stations and you always had to picture like, what would that person looks like? I've been listening to this person for like, you know, six months, yeah. same radio station in the morning. <laughs> I don't know who the heck they look like if they walk past me on the road or down the, down the sidewalk one day, I would not know that's the person from 95.5, you know, that, uh, so just the video element gives them that, gives them that image of you in their head. And, and that's where you want to own space inside of your customer's mind. Like you want to be able to own that, that real estate inside their head. So the video element I find gives them, makes that easier, that that process easier. So do you take, so I'm going to dig in here for a little bit. I'm going to go a little deeper. So do you take in like, so you're going to record a a podcast and in your case, uh, we're, we're going down the, the video rabbit hole here. You you record a video podcast. Do you strip the video out and, produce an audio version that only for like, you know, the iTunes of the world and then, you know, use a YouTube or a platform like that for the video section. Yeah. So I'll use, I recommend using YouTube for the mm-hmm. video. There's no need to do like the, there's a, there's a way you can do video podcast, meaning like you can get a video inside of the Apple podcast store and, but it's, it's really not worth it. Sure. So you can just put your, your, your video version on YouTube and then take that same exact audio and strip it. If it, if it makes sense to like, if you're doing a whiteboard presentation and people aren't going to really appreciate that on an audio platform. Absolutely. So, but as long as the content makes sense, um, you can, you can totally do it. You can add an intro and an outro, or you can do a little custom one. Like, Hey guys, this is from a video I did. If you want to see the, the actual video version, go to my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but this, I know the standalone piece alone will give you the information you need. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you can use the same audio, just change out maybe the intro and the outro, and uh, you're from there. You're pretty much good to go. Nice, nice. I know I was. Uh, I've been out to YouTube and checked out a number of uh, of your videos, and uh, I, I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, good gosh, I know he's a lot of times the ones I've seen anyway. You were writing on your whiteboards, and I'm like, yeah. ah, that wouldn't. Uh, to your point, that wouldn't really convert very well but certainly you could modify it with uh, you know a little instrument a little upfront information and say hey if you want the rest of it go check this out right right exactly yeah i, I find you can get away with a lot mm-hmm. and i feel like getting away for lack of a better word um <laughs> you can get away with a lot with in a podcast if you set the frame right like if you let them know ahead of time hey this guest um audio wasn't working very well that's this one mm-hmm. day so if it's gonna annoy you totally feel free to cut out Sure. But um, he or she says some really great things around minute 12 mm-hmm. that you should listen into. They can so setting into. your, like pre-framing the conversation well so that it tees up the listener to have a good experience is really important. You can do the same if you're taking a video and putting it on an audio platform. Nice. I like that. So uh, I'm going to... 
I'm going to, I'm going to pick your brain for the, the folks quite a bit. What are some of the, the best uses of, of podcasting audio or video that you've seen or you uh, tend to suggest? Best uses of the, of the content? Uh, content or just of, of, of a podcast in general. It's like, hey, is it be more, be more salesy, be more tips focused, be more story focused? Any, uh, some of the best uses you've seen or that you like to um, share with your clients? Yeah. Okay. That's a great, 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 um, great topic. I think I used to be, and I've, I've, I was wrong for a long time. I, I used to be very focused on the tips and very focused on the, on uh, the actual content, like give them what they want, you know, tell them the information they need. Uh, and that's not per se wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think you should still do that. However, I think it needs to be interwoven or however you say that word interwoven <laughs> with, um, with a story, like great yes. marketing stories sell. And it, it wasn't for, it wasn't for a few good podcast guests I had on that I, that later turned into good friends of mine, like Alyssa twist, who's also in the Facebook group. She's a good friend of mine now. And she, um, is always, she's always telling amazing stories and that's why she's able to, to reach a better audience. She has people who reach out to her and want to pay her off the bat because they've listened to her stories and now they want to work with her. So stories are really where you want to spend your time. Um, of course, every story needs to be, needs to have some kind of deliverable or valuable, you know, takeaway from it. Uh, if you look at guys like um, Russell Brunson does this really well as well as Alex um, Sharfin. Mm-hmm. Listen to those podcasts from Russell and, and Alex. They do a really good job of, they'll teach you one thing at a time, but they'll teach it inside of a story. So yeah. you never forget it. It's not just like, hey, go do this, this, and this. And I think that's what I was doing early on, which was somewhat successful, but it could have been a lot better had it been interwoven with a story more, more times than not. Sure. Um, so yeah, good marketing stories is where you want to, if you're going to get good at this, like you got to be able to tell good marketing stories. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Right. And I think and that's why I like to bring folks like yourself on and you have them share their stories. And I think a lot of time it helps uh, myself as well as the listeners. Uh, first off, find those points where they can identify, oh, my story is similar to his here and there, right. and I yep. can relate to that. So now you're, you're bringing them into the story a little bit, and then you're sharing some tips, and here's why I made this flip and my, made that flip, which mm-hmm. gets them thinking, you know, which is the goal, right? You want to share some information yeah. that will be helpful, and I think just being clinical about it, like you were saying, isn't, isn't a great way, although there are those folks that they're like, dude, just get to the tips, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was me. I was that guy for a long time. And I was like, cut it, cut the crap. I don't want to <laughs> listen to your story. <laughs> um, but, but for, for a lot of times I do funny enough, Tracy, I do remember the stories and I, I, I remember the, the good ones at least. Uh, and I also remember the, the points that they made and I can also remember the person that said it. So stories, one are a big, big thing um, to go into the other part of the question, which I thought which what you were meaning when initially when you asked it about how to best use a podcast is um, there's a guy out there named Nathan Lacta. And Nathan Lacta is a really, really smart marketer. He's kind of controversial, uh, but his pod, what he's done with his podcast is really interesting. Um, and we can go if you want, but please. Okay, okay cool. Um, so Nathan's, he's, he decided a couple of years ago, this is probably like five, six years ago. I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to interview 
um, founders of startup companies, SaaS owners, I'm going to ask them how much money they're making. What's their monthly revenue? What's their monthly um, growth percentage? What's their monthly churn rate, which is like how many people are dropping off of your subscription service. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask all these information, these really juicy questions. And I'm not going to like, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to be very, very raw. And um, <laughs> he basically turned that, because what he did is he took all those numbers that people were telling him and he turned it into a database. And then he sold that database information to big hedge fund companies who were investing, who were angel investors. They were, they were investing in some of these startup, the early startup companies. And he was making around like 50, he was charging like $15,000 a month for access to these, basically what they were podcast recordings that were transcribed and they kind of organized the information. So it was easily findable to, to subscribers. And I was like, this is genius. Like this guy is no doubt is amazing. Like he basically took free information and figured out a way to charge 15 grand a month for it. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Um, so there's some really innovative people out there. Uh, I always like to look at stories like that because those are the guys like that are ones you want to model. Yeah, absolutely. Always find the way to, uh, yeah, wow, wow, to hook your audience. That, that's that's an interesting tidbit. I've also heard some folks that um, will bring their preferred customer um, onto their podcast as a as an as an interview person. So if if you were my preferred customer, I'd bring Luis on and ask you the questions that I might right. be asking you almost from a sales standpoint uh, to get your mind going about, wow, where am I having troubles with marketing? Where am I having troubles with this and that? And then on the back end, loop back to you and say, you know, you mentioned you were having troubles with your podcast in this area. Um, I have a solution for that. Or, you know, you almost either enter enter into a, a, the, the next step of the conversation, you know, with a solution for them, whether it be your coaching services or your uh, actual, you know, SaaS services, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very popular way. It's 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 um I think there's, there's a couple of books written on it that I've seen in Amazon as well. But uh, yeah, there, another style of that to to add to that, which I really like, is what Dean Jackson, the legendary marketer, does. Um, he has a podcast called More Cheese Less Whiskers, and and what he does on that podcast is he helps people with their marketing problems. So it's very open and honest. It's like, hey. We want, to, we want you to come on here. We want, we want to talk about your business. We want to talk about where you're struggling, where you need help with. And then I'm going to audit your business with my eight profit activators. He has a system that's called the eight profit activator system. And he will audit and run and help them with their business based on those eight profit activators. And what the cool thing is, it's, there's two things going on in play here, which are really interesting. Um, number one, he's giving great content to not only the listeners, but also the guests who will probably be a client, you know, in very soon. Sure. Um, and then also he's, he's changing people's beliefs about the eight profit activators because he's mm-hmm. helping, he's showing people in real time what they can do for a business. So if you own like a, an event business and he has someone on there who, ha- who has an event business too, you're getting front row seats to how you could possibly grow or 5X or 10X your business with the same tips that he's using. So He's able to change beliefs. And then what he does, how he monetizes that show is that he will send out an email to his list and also people who have been on, on the podcast. He'll say, hey, I'm getting together a bunch of people that are, um, and one of my clients showed me this the other day and I thought it was brilliant. Um, he's like, we're getting together a bunch of people and we're going to go through the eight profit activators with them and help them, you know, 5X their business or whatever, maybe 
do you want to join us? Like that's literally all the email says. Mm-hmm. And he fills up his events like that. Wow. And <laughs> I think these, I want to say, I want, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if those events cost at least $5,000 to come into to one, like to attend. Every day event. Yeah, exactly. That, that's brilliant <laughs> that's though. Wow. I mean, there's, there's these brilliant ideas where you could, you could spin off into your own world. That's, that's gold. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff you can do with podcasting. Just um, finding the, the people and the, and the, you know, the mentors ahead of you to kind of map out the strategy. Right on, right on. All right, so let's go with, um, and I want to be mindful of your time. We've just kind of been uh, going with this uh, cool chat right here, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's share a couple of uh, a couple of tips for any of the entrepreneurs out there that might be considering uh, podcasting. Where would you uh, entice them with? Oh man, that's a great one. I would say biggest thing is to figure out your start with the end in mind. So figure out your offer or what it is you're going to be um, potentially, you know, wanting people to go and check out. I, I find that a lot of podcasters they've come to me are struggling because they started a podcast and they're happy and like not happy that like they're, they started podcast cause they're, they um, thought it was cool and it was fun, mm-hmm. but they never put the two together of like, how do I actually take the listeners over here and how do I get them to buy this thing or monetize it in this way? Because then after a couple of months or a year, like it turns into an expensive hobby. And mm-hmm. then people are wondering like, wow, like it's been two years and I, my podcast hasn't really grown or, and I haven't got really much clients from it. Um, and that's, that's where the problem lies. So save yourself some headache, figure out what is kind of the, the through line for the podcast and the product or service you're, you're selling. Um, and you'll, you'll be much happier two years down the road. Nice. No, that's. That's that's very very true. I, I I've I've chatted with a number of folks that that they're like, I just don't know how I'm going to monetize this. And and you hear all the the things out there like, well, get a sponsor. Well, okay, yeah, that's one. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one. But you know, if everyone's out there trying to grab a sponsor, hello. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then you've got, before you can even, I think, entertain that, you really have to have an, an audience to, to go to the sponsor and say, look, I have all these people that are listening. Give mm-hmm. me your money. You know, and that's yeah. a, it's a different challenge. Yeah, it's a big challenge uh, because the fact of the matter is most, most sponsors that I've talked to, mm-hmm. uh, they're looking for at least 10,000 downloads per, per episode. And that's a lot, uh, especially yeah. if you're starting new and fresh. Um, and also if it, like I've had, we've got a couple of clients now that monetize through sponsorships. And mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is the reason why they got those sponsorships is a lot of times they've already had profitable and successful relationships with those companies already. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the through line. That's where you can make it work with less downloads. If you have those, if you have a really strong relationship with a company before, but at the end of the day, you still have to show results. Yeah. So it'll help you get in the door. Yes. Um, but it won't save you. So you still have to make sure you're producing. So it's a hard one. Um, the easiest thing I tell people to monetize is uh, I, for my, me initially it was affiliate products. And also selling my own coaching at the time, um, which, or, or, you know, or I eventually I wrote a book too, which I sold on the podcast, which, um, which was, wasn't too much success, but we still swear we'll sell it. Um, I think the, yeah, the easiest two are affiliate products and, uh, and coaching. In coaching, definitely, definitely the easiest. And the book, I think nowadays, I mean, especially with eBooks coming around books, 
and, and don't get me wrong, uh, I think we all have one in, in us, right? It's just that does anyone want to read it? Um, yeah. Is just the next level uh, business card, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? It's um, it's like paying for someone's business card, yeah. <laughs> exactly. which I would rather do than than get them than give them out for free, anyways. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they're definitely you know it's a business card. It's um, it's a way to get your foot in the door. It's not mm-hmm. really a way that's gonna. No, definitely not going to give you a financial um, stability if unless you're selling them like uh, um, some of the like the mega mega authors out there, which most absolutely yes, yeah. I know. Yeah, I think you're right there. You're not going to be uh, you know the uh, I can't remember her name, the lady who wrote all the uh, the Hogworth books, all the uh, oh oh gosh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be you're not going to be her anytime soon. But certainly, I think if someone has a book in them and they put it out and I read it, and I connect with it, I want to check out the next product that you have, right? right. Uh, and I think, I think podcasts are becoming the new book, right? So if I, if I check out your podcast and I resonate with it, well, then I want to check out more stuff, and I'll, I'll, I'll come to know, like, and trust you, and then you know, affiliate products you recommend, good for it. If I'm looking for a coach, uh, there's your next opportunity as well. And then, of right. course, check out your videos. Um, so I know one of the struggles that I hear over and over again in the podcast world is marketing your podcast, growing the downloads. So any quick tips on that for anyone that's, okay, you, you've got me. I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. I'm going to do the video podcast. Oh, gosh, I got four downloads, and two of those right. were my mom. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an evolving space, and I look at it. I don't know if it's Russell Brunson who said this, but I really like this, but it's think of your podcast as a product. So, so number one, if you're marketing a product, you got to have a, you got to have three things. You need, a, you need to solve a problem. You need to have a person who's in need of solving that problem. And then you have to have a promise of like, here's what this product is going to do. A podcast needs those three same P's. You need a person, you need a problem to solve, and you need a promise. Mm-hmm. So if you start at the base level and you get those three things, it's, it's going to, and get those three things with extreme clarity. I'll, I'll add that too. Yes. If you can get those three things with extreme clarity. It will be much easier to attract the right customers and listeners. Um, that's number one. Number two is to realize that podcast listeners listen to podcasts. And I got that direct, quoting that directly from Russell Brunson's book, um, which I was reading yesterday, actually. And I was like, oh man, that's a great reminder. Like, duh. Um, but podcast listeners listen to podcasts so you should advertise on podcasting platforms if you're going to do any kind of paid advertising um not to say facebook won't work um but it's it's not going to send as many people to your podcast as you want because people are on facebook because they like facebook not because they like apple podcasts necessarily sure Um, so so those are two big things the three p's and then you know market inside of podcasts and ecosystems, Spotify, Podcast Addict, um, over, Overcast. Uh, there's a couple other ones too. And then you can even like pay people to promote your podcast. Like mm-hmm. I can go and pay a number of people in our, in my community online to add, you know, put an ad in their podcast about my show. And I, it would happily let me pay them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so don't overlook, overlook that either too. A lot of these smaller podcasts may have your audience and um, 
you they may not be making anything from their podcast and they will happily take $75 to talk about your show for 30 seconds. Absolutely. Or And then I think the other piece is, and this one, I, it seems a little more obvious, but maybe not so much, is be a guest on those uh, shows yeah. that have similar audience audience as well, you know, cruise on over there. And if they'll, uh, you know, they'll bring you aboard, you can share your story much like you're doing here with me today. And then, you know, usually towards the end of it, like I'm going to do with you, you get a chance to plug your goodies um, and then hopefully bring some of that audience over to your side. Cause to your point, you know, podcast listeners listen to podcasts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another huge one. That's um, the, that's a big one. I'll, I'll definitely say that it's, it's one of those things that like easier to do in theory than mm-hmm. in execution, <laughs> you know, getting on a bunch of podcasts is definitely not easy unless you have a huge established name, mm-hmm. um, which definitely obviously makes it easier, but still it's a lot of logistics and scheduling and yeah, and things like that. But um, is it effective? Heck yes. Absolutely. All right. Oh, gosh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to take me an hour just to type up the show notes for this, but that, that's <laughs> awesome. There's lots of great gems in here. Uh, and I know you um, have this awesome free gift for the listeners. So it, it, it's a, a nice little PDF for them, which we're going to get the link in the show notes, but you want to oh, share in advance of what that's about? Absolutely. So the quick backstory is it, is on it is when, in 2017, when I launched my my agency, there was, we had a number of clients, like probably like a dozen or so clients at the time. And uh, we, I, I noticed there's probably a handful of them that were doing way better, exponentially better in terms of download growth than the rest. And I'm like, Hmm, well, what's the, what's different about these podcasters? What are they doing differently? What are they like? How are they like, what's their content like? So having me having access to all their accounts and, uh, and the numbers, um, I curiously looked in and, <laughs> and really started to document and journal and write about um, what they were doing and, um, and what w- was different and what worked. Mm-hmm. So um, the book was called uh, How to Get Your First 100,000 Downloads in 100 Days. I know it's a very ballsy claim, but, um, but it, it was in all seriousness, it was um, what those clients were doing. And now those, a lot of those clients are in the millions and, and vast, far beyond the millions. Um, of podcast downloads, it was basically documenting those five steps, the five things they were doing, and also um, how how they launched their podcast as well. And uh, and yeah, that's kind of the the backstory behind it. Um, but yeah, we'll make sure it's linked in the show notes. Absolutely. All right. And so let's let everyone know how they can learn more about Luis Diaz and podcastdomination.co, that's C-O, not C-O-M, <laughs> and, uh, and where else they can find all about you. So take it away. Great, great, um, great question. So uh, I guess, Tracy, the best place now is, is I'm launching a new Facebook group, which I want to do an experiment on like, hey, like, can I relaunch a new podcast from scratch? Um taking what I know now and grow it and also monetize it. Can I do that? So I wanted to just kind of see if I could. So I'm launching a new Facebook group. Um, it's called uh, Start, Scale, and Monetize for, um, for, for entrepreneurs and coaches. Uh, I'll have the link in the show notes as well. I'll send it to you, Tracy. All right. And um, that's probably the best place to go if you're launching a podcast and want to see behind the scenes how okay. I'm doing it. Absolutely. Um, lots of information is going to be in there. We're, we're excited to launch it probably about two weeks here. Um, so, so yeah, that's going to be the best place. Cause I'll be doing lives in there as well. That's, um, that you'll be able to interact with me one-on-one. Perfect. 
Perfect. And I know you've been, uh, you and I have chatted a number of times via Facebook and Messenger, and you've always yep. been very, uh, very giving with information. I've always appreciated that. So I want to make sure everyone realizes that uh, this guy isn't just up here to, to, to make a dollar. He's all about this. Clearly, this is a passion for you and you, uh, you love doing it. Yeah, it's a sign. It's a fascination thing for me. Um, <laughs> I realize when I was training, like, man, I kind of like doing podcasting more than training people. Mm. <laughs> that kind of led me to the switch. So it's a, it's ever growing fascination and a passion. So it makes it less like work then, doesn't it? It totally does. There's still some bad days, but it totally, well, does. you know, that's, that's just life in general, right? All <laughs> right. Any, right. uh, any final parting thoughts, anything you want folks that are listening to, to come away from this uh, conversation with? Oh, geez. I would say, um, podcasting is a marathon with many sprints in it. Um, it's not either or it's both. Uh, that's what I would say. So if you have a podcast now, um, you know, enjoy the long road, but also focus on like your next 60 to 90 days of how you're going to, you know, just do doing just like up your game. Uh, and then if you haven't launched a podcast, I would say now is probably the best time to get in. So, you know, get in and just start get going and getting messy as my buddy uh chris from podfest would say excellent get in get your hands dirty i like it yeah Tracy, all right. this fun. thank you so much all right. thank you so much man i definitely appreciate it all right there you go my dark horse friends and family luis diaz dropping some podcasting and business bombs on us here's some thoughts i walked away with thought number one Luis started in a completely different industry and felt like, you know, my life's pretty okay. He felt like his path already kind of been laid out before him to take over the, the restaurant business and earn some money and raise a family and so on. But in college, he found what really made him happy, which was personal and fitness training, right? And he wanted to make the money he saw others making doing that training online. So he was fired up to figure it out. Now, to speed up that process, Luis invested himself, remember, right? He signed up for that marketing mastermind conference. This helped him bridge that gap to get him from where he was to where he was trying to get. Ladies and gentlemen, coaches, courses, mentors, and masterminds are about the quickest way to shortcut your journey from where you are to where you want to go. So look around for those that inspire and resonate with you, right? Invest in yourself by signing up to step into their world. I personally have a couple of coaching openings right now. So if you're interested in stepping into the dark horse world a little deeper and getting some personal or, or business coaching to speed up your results, email me at Tracy at Dark Horse Schooling and let's see how I can help you finish, get to your finish line quicker. Thought number two, Luis invested in himself and then invested in himself again. Remember he got that podcast course that he was urged to by his mentor and it failed. Now he took some time off, remember, and then he finally relaunched it and he figured out that that magic mix of how to create compelling content that urged his listeners further along and through that buying process. And then again, with the advice of his mentor, he figured out that he was actually pretty darn good at this podcast stuff and that he should start an agency. 
he didn't even realize people could make money doing that, right? This is another one of those things where I keep telling you, and I've mentioned this many times on this show, Luis found that skill that he had, and he didn't even realize its value to the market. Once again, I'm going to stress how I truly believe we all have that skill. Let's find it inside of you. Thought number three. Leverage, yeah, this one is a powerful tool. Luis reminds us that he was, uh, he, we can all leverage content in multiple ways, in multiple formats, to take a single piece of content and turn it into four or ten across multiple uh, platforms, right? Leveraging that single podcast episode, right? Like he used that as an example, that single podcast interview, and then turn that into four or ten or even more, he said, pieces of content across, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and LinkedIn and everywhere. So the question becomes, how are you leveraging each piece of your content? Are you altering it and flipping it into multiple pieces of content across all the varied platforms where your potential customers are? Thought number four, Luis mentions pre-framing. Now, this is a great tip for so many areas in life, not just podcasting, whether it's audio or video or, or both. Preframing or setting the stage for the conversation or presentation that you're giving prepares your listeners for what's coming. Now, that can help them pay closer attention or even just help them to decide whether they want to listen at all, right? I don't need to listen to this. Now, wise use of preframing can help set the stage to make them want to listen, you know, hook them in. And remember, he mentions, we talked about it, uh, uh, telling good stories in your conversations and presentations to help your audience, to help them feel, help them resonate with you and to relate to you. And thought number five, this was a big one for me, start with the end in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, before you venture off into any business, and I would even say uh, so many things in life, right? Be it a, a vacation, a new car, a new home, or even a new relationship, start with the end in mind. If you're going to roll into a new business venture, start with the end in mind. What do you what do you have in mind for the business? Is it going to be a legacy to pass down to your to your children or family? Are you starting it to sell it? Or, or what? What is it you're going to want to do with the business later on? And then how are you going to monetize that business or that venture inside the business? And then who are you going to monetize it to? And please don't say anybody because that's the surest way of monetizing it to nobody. Now, again, as I mentioned, I think this also applies to many of the big moves that we make in life, right? Start with the end in mind. Are you changing jobs? Well, if you're going to take you know that job long term how's it going to impact your career is it going to advance it is it going to slow it down a little bit or perhaps would it completely stall your career how about a new relationship where do you see it going right there's the one night stand right well you know where that's going but is it someone you want to build a life with and if it is someone you want to build a life with do they align with you in all the major ways of life right all your major values same with starting a business does it align with you in all your major ways or or values in life see if you don't think about the end in mind you could end up having a spouse or a business or a boss that competes with who you are inside with your inner values, right? That, that will never work out well. So here's my question. What ideas, inspiring tips, or thoughts kind of resonated with you today? Hmm? Think about it. Whatever they were, please take some dime 
and put them into action. Go out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Now, I'm deadly serious about this. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results that you gained from them. And I'm, I'm going to be building that prize pool and building that prize pool. So if you email me and I read it on the show, you win. Now, as I mentioned earlier on next episode's guest, me, your humble host, I'm going to be sharing Goal Setting 101. I've talked about this on previous episodes, the power of goal setting, so I want to take some time and dedicate an episode to the topic. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and hear these inspirational stories from all my guests that are coming on the podcast, so please go on down there, hit subscribe. While you're there, Drop us a five-star review and write us a uh, five-star rating. Drop us a five-star rating and leave us a quick review. Uh, and, you know, please don't keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.